On today's Locked On Texan podcast, Cody and I's final thoughts before Sunday's matchup against the Cleveland Browns, where Deshaun Watson returns back to Houston. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Friday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than never before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And with Cody Davis and John Hickman, this is where your weekend should start here on the Locked On Texas Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As I already mentioned, I'm John Hickman. Joined by Cody Davis and the Houston Texans has made some moves that we want to let you guys know about before we dive into today's topics. First and foremost, the Texans have agreed to terms on a one-year contract extension with veteran linebacker Blake Cashman. He is the first Texan player to receive an extension during this season. Also, Texans corner rookie cornerback Derek Singley. Uh, nursing that hamstring injury and Rex Burkhead, who is in the concussion protocol, did not practice on Thursday. And I believe that they will not be playing on Sunday, which is I really want to see Derek Singley Jr. play on Sunday. You hmm. know, have an opportunity to go up against the likes of, you know, Amari Cooper, Rex Burkhead being out. This, to me, at least screams the first opportunity that Eno Benjamin should be receiving for the Houston Texans. Cody, how has he been looking in practice, by the way? He's been looking good. He's looking like a guy that could come in and actually make some really good contributions to this team. But at the end of the day, John, you know the Houston Texans, you know they have to go through this wrap-up period and learn the playbook for a team that's entering week 13 at 1-9-1. and one. So he's been looking fine to me. I think they signed him like two weeks ago. He made his first practice appearance on a Friday. He looked like he could have been ready to go that Sunday. But you know what? I'm not on the coaching staff, you know? Speaking of coaching staff, Miles Smith talked about Deshaun Watson and how he's going to approach the game. And in those comments, he said, the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson for what he does well. There's a lot of film on Deshaun. We're not going to change up our defense. And I thought that those words can be taken. Uh, at first, I, I thought that was a very irresponsible response. Yeah. But uh, as I thought about it, they shouldn't necessarily change up their defense, first and foremost, of course, because, you know, changing up your defense, what is that actually going to do for you if you plan on being the team that you are currently? But overall, if I'm being fair, Deshaun hasn't played any football this year. So changing up your defense won't be an adjustment for, because it wouldn't be for a player that hasn't played any ball. Um, and I say that because – Deshaun Watson shouldn't warrant a change in up of defense. It should have been a change of defense weeks ago. So with Deshaun coming to town, this is his first game. There really isn't a need for Miles Smith and Levy Smith to change up how they approach this week uh, going up against Deshaun Watson. Um, John, I disagree with you. I think that there should be a change in the defense, but not for Deshaun Watson. 
for Nick Chubb. And as we all know, over the last, well, two to three seasons, the Houston Texans have been one of, if not the worst team at stopping a run. This is a team that has given up 168 yards on the ground, um, an average of 168 yards on the ground this season. And Sunday's game, yes, there's going to be a lot of eyes on Deshaun Watson. Everyone is, you know, going to be anticipating whether or not we're going to see the Deshaun Watson from the 2020 campaign. I don't think we are, but I really do believe that the Cleveland Browns are going to rely heavily <laughs> upon their upon their rushing attack, which means this is going to be another opportunity where we're going to look at this game and see the Houston Texans get killed killed because they can't stop the run. And when you take a look at Nick Chubb, you're looking at one of the best running backs in the game. He's coming into Sunday's game um, after recording one, two, three, four, five, six games where he has rushed for over 100 yards and the the one thing that kind of bugged me this week being around the Texans, listening to Miles Smith, listening to Lovey Smith, they talked about the improvements that they have made at stopping the run. Um, before moving forward, I just want you guys to listen to what Miles Smith had to say. Absolutely. I think it kind of goes to what we were doing wrong earlier in the season. You know, on every play, everybody has a job. There's 11 guys on the field. There's 11 gaps. It only takes one crack in the armor for something to split. Uh, over the past couple weeks, we've been preventing some of those explosive plays. So just having guys run into the ball, just a little bit more fundamentally sound is what we've been doing. As we continue to go, every walkthrough we have, every practice we have, we're harping on all 11 guys being exactly where they're supposed to be. And over the past couple weeks, run-wise, we've been doing that. we got to get everybody to play the pass better as well so we can have a better overall defensive effort. But uh, run-wise, that's what uh, the difference has been. You know, I wonder if if the changes have been made. And by the way, we've seen some changes. We've seen a slight increase in, 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 uh, in, in, in some of the stunts that they've been running. We've seen a slight increase of how they've used some of the linebackers like Christian Kersey. I think in the last couple of weeks has played much better because he's been playing more downhill. But I, again, I just think the issue may overall be they are getting out talented, <laughs> uh, even with the slight inc- uh, changes or approaches. And so, yeah, those are my thoughts. But but here's the issue I have to that, John. The Houston Texans in their last two games against Washington and against Miami, they have only given up an average of 94 yards on the ground, and a big part of that came in a game against Miami when they only gave up 36 yards on the ground. However, that's because both of those teams, especially Miami, who did it in two quarters, they killed them in their passing attack. Now you look at Sunday's game. Yes, Deshaun Watson is probably still top five, top ten quarterback, but you know Cleveland is going to run the ball so much against the Texans. And I do believe that this is going to be another game where it's going to be another running back who's going to record over 100 yards on the Houston Texans again. Yeah, and they are playing one of the best running backs in the NFL, in in Nick Chubb. Like, he's the guy that can take over the game. And so, for Miles Smith, uh, changing your game plan for Deshaun Watson doesn't make sense. Improving your game plan from, uh, you know, an issue that's been – apparent for the past three seasons and especially the last two where you've been a part of this coaching staff. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. You're not changing how you're approaching the game because you've been, you've been bad at stopping the run the entire year. Um, So overall, yeah, they should try to change, but Deshaun Watson should not be the reason that they change. 
Speaking of Deshaun Watson, before we move on, Deshaun Watson did say that I respect the whole organization of the Houston Texans. I respect the McNair family. I respect everyone that was there that drafted me in 2017. There's been great memories, fun memories. I have so much love for the city of Houston and H-Town. Regardless of how a lot of people may feel, he does still have family out here. He does still have friends out here. We'll get into this later into the show how he still has some guys, whether it be on the Texans or throughout the league, that he is still in communication with. I do want to highlight that he said that drafted me in 2017. He also gave love to Cal McNair. I wonder how much of the hiring of Nick Casario was really the you know the final <laughs> I'm out of here point for Deshaun Watson. But Sunday's matchup is going to be, I think, exciting. Maybe not the game itself, but the atmosphere and Twitter. It's going to be <laughs> crazy. So that's something that uh, I know Cody and I really can't wait to watch and be a part of. Listen, guys, what I really want to make sure I let you guys in on, it's not even a secret anymore, but Prize Picks is one of the best kept, not universally yet enjoyable betting apps that I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, Prize Picks is daily fantasy that is made super easy. And it works like this. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money. So what do I mean by pick two to five players if they score more or less? Well, you can pick Mac Jones. And tonight, uh, if the betting line is 18.5 for passing attempts, you can bet under that. You can bet over that. Right? Super simple. Ramondre Stevenson. 67 rushing yards. He's going to get over that. He's going to get under that. Super simple, super easy. Pick two to five players. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And the best part about it is it's not just limited to NFL, NBA action, college football, men's and women's college basketball, esports, NASCAR, tennis, boxing, Euro basketball, even cricket, and I ain't talking about your phone. Interest can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, super safe and fast withdrawals, and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports right now. If you deposit $100, they will give you up to $100. If you deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to use promo code locked on and sign up for the instant deposit match up to $100 over at prospects.com and the prospect app. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday installment of Locked On Texans. And on Sunday, the Houston Texans will continue starting Kyle Allen at quarterback, which means this will be the second consecutive game Davis Mills will be benched. Um, John, ever since the benching, I've been thinking about ways on how can Davis Mills bounce back from this. As you know, we had um, Big Sarge on this show, and he said that he does expect Davis Mills to bounce back from this and actually find his 
find his niche in the NFL, but of course it's going to take some proving. He also mentioned how he believes that it might be best for Davis Mills to just leave the Houston Texans in general in order to reach that status. And, you know, for somebody who actually seen some promise in Davis Mills um, and, and still believe there's something there in Davis Mills, I do 100% agree that Mills still has an opportunity to find his niche in the NFL, whether that be uh, whether that's being a quality starting quarterback for, if not the Houston Texans, for another team, or a very good career backup, to say the least. But after 21 career games, I feel pretty sure you do the same. And listeners and viewers, you could let us know what you wish, what are your takes on this as well, that Davis Mills does have a lot of growth that he still needs to do. And before moving on, I had an opportunity to ask Pep Hamilton um, what are some of the attributes that you think Davis Mills need to improve on? And this is what he had to say. Yeah, just I, I think it's going to come down to uh, what we've talked about, just um, just recognition, recognition of looks, uh, as well as just, you know, continuing to work to get his eyes and feet in sync. Uh, I think when you look at some of the third-year quarterbacks, uh, younger quarterbacks that are playing at a high level, um, uh, this season, particularly the guy that we played this past Sunday, you know, you see just a uh, uh, you see tremendous growth through experience and sometimes through adversity, you know. And now that he's played, I'm talking Davis, he's played uh, in you know quite a few games. What 20, 21 games? Uh, I think uh, you know when you you step back and you self evaluate, you'll start to see that you know, man, I'm close, but now it's just a matter of being consistent. I love the fact that Pep Hamilton mentioned Davis Mills' ability or lack thereof. It kind of went more detailed than what we've heard before. Yes, and, and once again, I think that might have been my favorite quote that Pep Hamilton has given me, especially on yesterday. He was short with a lot of people, but he wasn't short with me, so I just wanted to throw that in there. But I love the fact that Pep, him, Pep Hamilton had um, called in to question his um, his ability or inability to recognize looks and john i'm wondering if whether or not that is part of the reason why we see davis mills only be a one read quarterback and you know a lot of us um have talked about time and time again whether we was rather we was evaluating him as a rookie or throughout his sophomore campaign we always wonder why he was a one read quarterback and a lot of times his one read was just a simple check down pass yeah you know <clears throat> this year Davis Mills played the equivalent to test anxiety. That's like a good saw, analogy. When we, when we saw him last year, Davis Mills played like it, it was it was the PSATs. It was the mock tax test. I'm going to go back a little bit further. It was the mock toss test. You know, back in the day. But this year, Right. This year, Davis Mills played like he studied all night, pulled all nighter <laughs> and, and he knew everything when he when his girlfriend quizzed him in the dorm. In his case, maybe a high rise in Houston. But whenever he was quizzed in the dorm room with the note cards and when she would flash it, he, he would. OK, what is this? He knew it. OK, what is this? And he knew it. But the moment he sat down <laughs> with that scantron. Man, it just his mind went blank. We've all like we've been to college, so we've all kind of been there. But 
that's how Davis Mill played this year. And when you hear Pepper Hamilton talk, you hear him mention his hand and I mean his foot and 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 hand uh, head, you know, eyes at the same time, and just like the details of why he regressed a little bit, right? And and I, I looked at I look at that as a player who Sarge said this a long time ago, and you can visually see it on the field. He's overthinking. Hmm. Right, you studied all summer for this. You studied all semester for this. You know that, you know, um, if I can use it perfectly, you know, verb is action. Okay, now why are you looking at verb as a person, place, or thing? That's a noun. Those two <laughs> things don't go together. Now, when you equivalent that to Davis Mills and how he's been, how he's been playing, well, you know, if you see the back of a guy's jersey, you should hit your receiver, your target. Why are you checking down? Like, these are some of the things that when you see from Davis Mills, I have no doubt that the young man studied the playbook. I have no doubt that the young man put in the extra time and effort, i.e. tutorials, right? Like, remember early in the offseason, he got all the receivers and he went to, I think, Atlanta to, you know, run routes and, and, and do those type of things and activities. So mm-hmm. I, I think that for Mills, benching him may have been too late for him. If we if we be honest about it, because when you get benched and you're in the situation that Mills is in, that may help you take some of that test anxiety off your shoulders a little bit, right? Perfect example: if you fail the mock final before the actual final, now you can take that and say, "Okay, I knew this. I knew this. I knew this," and you get some confidence about yourself. Now we're in week thirteen, got benched during week twelve, and now. We question whether or not he's going to see the field again, and I think that he will see the field again at some point this year. Hopefully it's not due to injury. I'm not calling for injury for Kyle Allen. I just think that he will see the field field again, and I say that because that's how what happened with Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> yeah, he just – he has in-game anxiety right now, and it's affecting his decision-making. It's affecting how he has approached the game. And to hear Pep Hamilton – go into detail about some of the things that he needs to work on that speaks volumes to, you know, why he, why he has not been passing those tests. He's had anxiety, but if you don't feel like reading or taking any tests, but you still want to get your sports on, let me let you guys know about audible. This episode is brought to you by audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts, excuse me, that we're sure you're going to love. Find the Block Forever now wherever you get your podcast. Think about Block Forever. It's it's a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil and Audible. Khalil sits down, sits down with some of the star players, coaches, and former pros across the league to get the real about what, what happens on the field, behind the scenes, inside locker rooms, during the team meetings, and back at the hotel. You'll even hear from Christian McCaffrey as he talks about his love-hate relationship with fantasy football and Juju Smith-Schuster gives his most honest opinions opinions about other players and positions in the league. Ryan's, Ryan and his guests excuse me, discuss, discuss topics like the player psyche, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader, and how to deal with combative teammates. Nothing is out of bounds with this podcast, so it's available on Audible. Wherever you get your podcast, once again, the Block Forever Now series is available on Audible for free or wherever you get your podcast. 
Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. You know, um, I'm just happy for him, you know, to get back out there, get his feet wet again, and, you know, I'm just focused on what I can and do what I can for my team. And, you know, I'm sure he'll do the same. Well, yeah, I could say this team has done a great job. We're just focusing on the team and, you know, not anything outside of the locker room. And, you know, um, for the most part, you know, we love Deshaun. You know, we have love for Deshaun. We went to war with Deshaun and, you know, we won a lot of games with him. So, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing him play again. And, you know, we're looking forward to getting a win. Um, I mean, you know, it's not a close relationship, but there's no love lost. You know, we still reach out to each other every now and then on social media. So once we cross paths, I'm pretty sure it's going to be all love. Uh, I mean... It was a special moment, you know. Uh, taught me what, you know, he was my first NFL quarterback. So, I mean, going from college to having him in the backfield was just like magic, you know. Plays never ending, you know, him putting the ball on me in certain times. And depending on me in a lot of situations, you know, I'm thankful. That was Houston Texans tight end Jordan Akins. And, of course, Sunday's the big game. Um, Deshaun Watson makes his Cleveland Browns debut return to the NFL. Whatever you want to call it, Deshaun Watson will be playing football yeah. in the city of Houston yeah. again. And that was, like I mentioned, Jordan Akins. And, John, this game is not really Deshaun versus all his old teammates. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, outside of Jordan Akins, the only other pe- people that actually had an opportunity to share a locker room with Deshaun was Titus Howard, um, Laramie Tunsil, Brandon Cooks, Eric Murray, and Jonathan Owens to a certain extent because that was the time he was like on the practice squad and off the practice squad back and forth. But the game is here. John Weeks. Oh, John John Weeks. I'm sorry. John Weeks and Kaimi Fairbell as well. So Fairbairn was here. So those are the only, you know, players that had an opportunity to play with Deshaun. And, you know, the one thing that I would say is a lot of these guys, you know, we all know everything that went on off the field or possibly didn't or did not off the field. But a lot of these guys, man, they still have a lot of respect and love for Deshaun Watson. John, I love the fact that you alluded to it early on in the show. Deshaun finally had an opportunity to address um, the love that he had still has for the city. And, um, you know, it's, something's going to be a, a crazy day. That's all I got to say. Yeah, man. Listen, Titus Howard. Talked about it as well. He said, it'll be interesting to see what he do. I'm a fan of the son. He was a great teammate. I'm happy to see him doing good things, but I'm hoping we get the dub. It's always mm-hmm. good to see former teammates doing good. Happy to see him back on the football field. Regardless of anybody else's outside opinions, I've said this a lot of times on this show, and I'm going to say it again. Football isn't, and this is not me judging any character, but universal morals don't necessarily good morals don't necessarily live in the NFL or the sport of football period and i wanted to say that before i go into my statement about before because regardless of how you may feel personally these guys did go to what they considered war right mm. and a lot of times when you go to war with people and let that person having necessarily done anything wrong to you, your opinions of that person don't change. That's the fact of the matter. And it isn't just Titus Howard, right? It isn't just Jordan Akins. You saw Chuck, Charles who say good things about him, right? There are people, there are players in this league that 
are genuine friends with them. You know, they they boys. And so uh, you heard about the 10 women coming to the game on Sunday. Which is so stupid. I think they're going to be in a suite. I'm not going to call it stupid. I don't have my own. I have a personal opinion. I'll leave that off because this isn't locked on Hickman. But when we look at the players and and the players that he's played with, those guys are genuinely happy to see him play football again because – Football is a sport where the people want to admit it and acknowledge it. It isn't a, a place for the morally great. It isn't a place for, which I've said a thousand times, it isn't a place that we try to, you know, God, family, football. There's no real like, it's not, it's not God, it's religion and football. But to get back to Deshaun Watson, I, I, I do want to see him play football. Simply because it's been two years, what can you offer the Browns? Because in return, it does come back to what the Browns will contractually have to offer offer the Houston Texans, mm. and that's their pick. So whether or not he does good, whether or not he goes out there and goes crazy and he finishes off the year good or bad, that does play a huge role into what the Houston Texans will do in next year's draft and the year after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being said, John, I do want to add this. Deshaun had an opportunity to hold his um, media press conference in Cleveland. And um, somebody asked him, do you think you can be the player that you was in 2020? And he said he doesn't know. Mm. Really quick, I want to shout out Ryan Niblett. Kid goes to Eisenhower, Big Ike. Shout out to Swoop Nation, wide receiver. Received the was elected to the 2023 All American Bowl for the NBC Sports. Guess where he's going for college? UT. Oh man, you already know it. <laughs> you know it. Mm, so. Shout out to that, that great student athlete. It's good to see him going to any. If it don't matter where he was going, he is going to the next level to play ball. And he's getting a free education, which overall matters the most. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. I'm John from Sports Guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman12. Also, like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube page under the name Locked On Texans. And I want to leave you guys with this tidbit. Any given Sunday is not only the greatest sports movie of all time, but it is the greatest movie of all time. Okay, that's going to be another topic that we're going to have to pick up, but I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.